Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast, episode 61, titled Creating Opportunities. Welcome to the Go Legal Yourself podcast. This show is about knowing the legal life cycle of your business. I'm your host, Attorney Kelly Bagler, the Queen of Business Law. You can interact with us on social media and do find us on the web at golegalyourself.com. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jesse Morgan. He's the CEO of Morgan Manufacturing, LLC. He's also a fellow inventor and he's also known as the Extractor Man. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Woo! (laughs) How are you doing, Kelly? Thanks for having me on. This is awesome. And that's all you need to know about Jesse. Wonderful having you on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm excited about this interview, Jesse. Why are you known as the extractor man? Well, several years ago, I was in a head-on collision with a drunk driver. Rolled my vehicle, caught fire. I was trapped upside down. And being in the security investigation thing, I had a gun in my door, a knife in my center console in case I was trapped, but I had a rollover, which trapped me upside down. I lost everything. Um, Suspended by my seatbelt, I was stuck upside down. What do you do in a burning vehicle? I panicked, I tried to do everything. Luckily, people stopped, broke my window and cut my seatbelt. Well, that was that aha moment. I mean, they they broke me out and cut my seatbelt. I'm very uh, happy to be here, excuse me. But it was like, it got me into thinking, how do I help save other people? So I invented the tool called the extractor tool. It's a seatbelt cutter window breaker, but I went after accessibility, not in your door, not in your center console, not in your glove box. I want something for easy reach. So I built something to mount in your visor and something to reach out, pull down and engage it. So after I built this tool called the extractor, a little girl came up to me and she goes, you're the extractor man, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I'm the extractor man. So it was really funny at an event at a boat show, I was doing sales there. And her mother had purchased one of these and she goes, you're the extractor man. I'm like, (laughs) now it's caught on. I am the extractor man. I help save people's lives. That's what I do. Okay. Step back a bit because what you just shared with us was, wow, you were actually in a car accident, life and death situation. You didn't let that cripple you, Jesse. You turned it around and you created opportunities from you. Hence the title, Creating Opportunities. What's your background? Background is investigation and security been doing it for the past 25 years. I've been a PI, bodyguard slash security guy. I did as Johnny Unitas, Dan Marino, Prince, Poison. I used to do all that stuff back in the day. Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. I got involved with the Marino Foundation, got involved with Ford Motor Credit. I got involved with all the big guys. And I'm a big guy, 6'5", 350 pounds. So I intimidate a lot of people. But here, I was helpless in a car. Even though I'm a big guy, I can get out of things. I was helpless by a seatbelt stranded. So that's one of the reasons I did come up with that. But that's my background. That's what I did for years. And then I got involved in the gun industry. I built and designed weapons for the past 20 years as well. So that's sort of my background. Wow. So you have the ability to be able to invent things out of situations. Talk to me a little bit about how you started that journey? Well, 
being a gun manufacturer, going through gun classes and learning how to build and design weapons, a lot of people would come to me all the time and say, hey, um, can you modify this weapon? And I've got that knack where I could pick up anything, load and unload weapon or design different things and changing. And I started designing different things for people. And then I had an inventor come to me one day and asked me to help him with a prototype. And I'm like, wow, I could sort of build a prototype for him and help build and design this tool and maybe help him. And I learned the process and I started refining it and then finding out what kind of manufacturers are out there, um, finding the people that try to screw you over and take your money. I've learned all those people and I try to help a lot of other people not to get that, you know, all that money taken from them from a manufacturers who are not going to do anything. And I started digging into a lot of it. I really dug into a lot of it. And even my wife says the same thing. She's just like, you just go so deep into it and try to help other people and get other people to make their product. I'm really brutally honest. I, when somebody comes to me with an idea, I have to tell them this product is not going to go any further. And then I don't want to insult them, but I have to be brutally honest because I wish somebody would have told me that about one of my products. I wouldn't have went further with it and further with it and then it becomes a dud. And then you spend, I mean, easy, if you go into manufacturing, you can spend anywhere from seventy five dollars to $100,000 into a product that's a dud. Oh, and easily, so. easily. I love that about you, Jesse, because you and I, obviously, were, were fellow inventors. You are more technical. Mine was more cuddly and plush. <laughs> but the process, the process of actually going down that road and trying to create a prototype is exactly the same. And you're absolutely right. Manufacturers here domestically they will gouge you if you don't know what you're talking about and forget about the overseas manufacturers because you have no sureties from them that one it's going to be created properly and two that they're not going to rip you up so talk talk to me about some of your products that you have invented well first of all my main one my bread and butter is the extractor tool seatbelt cutter window breaker multi-tool where can someone buy that um, right now on Amazon or on my website at morganmanufacturing.biz or at extractor.us. We're going to have your show notes. Uh, we're going to have your notes part of our show, so don't worry okay. about that. Again, morganmanufacturing.biz or extractor.us. You can buy them right there. I took them off Amazon right now. I'm waiting for a big order to come in. I've got about probably about 300 pieces left. I'm doing a 10,000-piece order to get some more product out there. My cost is coming down for manufacturing and we're gonna do a rebranding of my product. Extractor doesn't exactly tell the person who's buying the product what it is. So I'm trying to do a rebranding of a new name to help the people understand, the consumer understand what the actual tool is. Okay. So that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, but what about some of the other products that you've invented? Well, I invented the OrthoGrip, which is a a stress grip that goes over top of any fork, knife, and I usually have one around here, but we're not on video, so don't worry about that. <laughs> yes, exactly. But you'll find that on my website too on morganmanufacturing.biz. It's there to help people regain the strength back in their hand if you have arthritis, but it's also there to help an elderly person who can't expand their hand around a fork, a knife, or spoon to help that grip. You slide it right over top, you'll be able to pick up your north fork, knife, or spoon, eat, and then it's dishwasher safe. And then I've got my bullet back scratcher. This has uh, come from the um, gun world. I put a bunch of bullets 
into a barbecue grill brush and I've sold over 2,500 pieces of this. That's fantastic. A five by six bullet in the back of a barbecue grill brush. And then you put it on your back and it feels like a women's claws on the back of your back <laughs> and men love it. And every man needs a bullet back scratcher. There it's you go. Got your back scratcher. And you'll find that also on morganmanufacturing.biz. That's fantastic, uh, Jesse. What's the mindset behind a inventor, right? So you and I know if we're going to invent something, we've gone down that road. Where does the idea come from? How do you get started? So if there is a potential you know, in, inventor that's listening to the show and they want to get something started, just lay out some of the steps, like a five-step process, if you will. What, what's the first thing that they have to do? Well, the first step is going through five major search engines to find out if there's any product out there. They have to do that product search, just a basic one. Don't worry about just going on Google. Not everything is on Google. I do five different search engines on a product, and then you figure out what the product actually is called. Because just because a jar is called a jar, but it's got to be called something else. And then you got to figure all those other words around it and then go and search that product as well. Before you do a major search or contact an attorney, do a product or a, um, a search on the um, invention search, a product search. That's the first step I do. After you do a search like five major search engines and then contact a person like me or somebody who's willing to help them. I help them all the time. I'll help them for nothing. I don't charge a lot of people for things. If we want to go further into a product, but just get that major first research. Has it been a product before? Let's do a patent search on it. Is there a product in the past? Maybe it's expired. A lot of products have been expired and people don't know it. they actually can revise that product and go back into it. But that was the first thing, a major search. People just don't really search. I had a gentleman who come to me with a product. He searched on Google, couldn't find it, thought it was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I found it on, I believe I found on Itzik or uh, one of the other websites and it was the exact same product. He just didn't have it on Google, that's all. Right. And I get that all the time. What's the second thing they have to do? Second thing to do is file a PPA. Contact an attorney, have them write up a PPA, patent provisionary application. All right, you got a good product there, you did a major search, let's do a little file on it. A PPA is easy. If you do a micro PPA, if you qualify for that, it's only $65. And then write up that paperwork on it and get it out there and that holds your idea. And you're a lawyer, you know that. It at least gets that way of getting out and marketing it and getting out there. And this way you feel free that you actually are confident that you can share it with other people. Right. Just for the audience that they're not familiar with what a PPA is, right? A provisional patent application. It is for one year. It's granted to you for one year once you file. And the way patents and, and the way they work here in the United States is it's usually first to file. So it will actually hold your date. So if you file January 2020 and uh, someone else comes along and they file in June of 2020, well, you will have priority over that product once you know the examiner has gone through the the uh, process itself so filing a provisional patent application is extremely important so you can be first to the table so to speak once they file that 
then what happens? Contact somebody on making a sales sheet. What your product's about, how much it's going to cost, projection cost, or what it's going to make, to make it, as well as in retail. Get that sales sheet and start spreading it out to people. Start putting it on the internet. Start sending it to product licensed people that might be willing to take on your product for you. Like again, it almost costs you anywhere from seventy-five to one hundred thousand. Produce it. Let a a licensed company take it over. Let them do all the work. You collect the royalty. Believe me, that's so much easier than trying to go into the manufacturing side because it'll cost you your house and your friend's house <laughs> to to produce that. But go into it in the license deal. That's what I always push. License, 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 if you can do it. So there are, there are three ways an inventor can get their products out, right, Jesse? So first of all would be your right to manufacture it themselves, right? And that is right. an extremely costly process because not only do you have to pay for the, the molding and, and the prototypes and then actually making the products, you have to have liability against it too which is very costly, insurance liability. Plus you have to house all of the products too. So that's one option. The second option is you could just sell your rights, just sell them outright to someone that's interested in your invention. So that's the second. The third you just touched upon was licensing. I'm a big fan of licensing too. If you do not have the financial backing to manufacture a product for yourself, licensing is always a fantastic way to get your product out. Now you're shifting the liability and the risk to the licensee, uh, if you will. Have you been to any of the licensing shows that happen every year in Vegas? Well, they've changed it a little bit in the licensing show out in Vegas. It's a little bit different compared to what it was. Before it was meant just for licensing products in the big companies. Now they've really opened it up to the inventor side of it because they've seen that side where people need to contact and bring a product in and become licensing. And I've really learned that. Now, last year's show, I wanted to get to it, but I didn't get a chance to. But I'm on their webpage. I'm talking to them all the time. I get their newsletter every week. I'm always finding different licensing companies. They put out this year 150 top licensing companies and I have a copy of that who license products, all right? And they put out their emails and they put out their websites. And it's great to just contact them, send them a sales sheet, send them a little letter about your product and see if they're interested in taking on your idea. You know, Do you have that list? Do you have that list on your website, Jesse? No, that's... not on my website, no. Okay. Not on my website. So, so if somebody was interested, they would have to contact you personally. That's correct. Yeah, Fantastic, contact. wonderful. I have to ask you, what is it that, you absolutely love about your business? Well, I'm fortunate to have other businesses make income, all right? Because I love in the venting side, I love educating people on the product world and everything else and teaching them. I love saving them money, but I'm very fortunate that my other businesses keep me going or that was, I would never survive. It's a tough business. Wait, it's wait, hold like, on, Jesse. Hold on, Jesse. Are you telling me that you cannot become an automatic millionaire once you invent something? Well, only in your dreams. You can never <laughs> become an automatic. You can dream, go on Shark Tank. Yes, right, uh-huh. That's another fantasy. We could tell you stories about Shark Tank and what happens there. There are those few people out there. But no, you'll never become a millionaire off your product. You'll do very well if you can get it out there licensed. If you got the money to manufacture, you can do very well, but it's very difficult. 
I just educate a lot of people on that a lot. Right. At least twice a week, I talk to at least two or three people or so and talking about product and how they can go on Shark Tank and do this. And I have to inform them that's not the truth. Right. Right. So clearly, clearly, you can tell you're a people person. Yes. <laughs> I'm a dog person, Jesse. <laughs> Well, that's a little bit of rough. I understand that. But yes, I am a people person. I deal with so many different people, so many different personalities. I give away the world. And my wife, like I said, just was saying, you give away so much. Why aren't we filthy rich? I go, we just take peace of the time and we'll get there. That's what it comes down to. It does. Whatever you put out, you'll get back tenfold. Yep. I agree. Still, still waiting for that day. <laughs> <laughs> it leads me into a question, a funny thing about a joke, about a lawyer joke. Have you heard this latest joke? No, please share. What's the difference between God and a lawyer? I love that joke, but I'm going to have you share that with us. God doesn't think he's a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> and my bad, I got so excited that you're finally on the show, Jesse. I completely forgot to ask you about the lawyer joke. So sorry. <laughs> and yes, you're absolutely right. I, I heard one that I hadn't heard before, right? And this one's really become my favorite. How do lawyers sleep at night? Don't know. They lie on one side, then they lie on the other. Oh, <laughs> Do you know the more, majority of jokes out there, a lawyer is always getting killed or destroyed? Yes. Or something bad. It's always a bad lawyer joke. Yes. Those always, there's never good lawyer jokes. Now, you don't hear that about your doctor, but you hear that about your lawyer. That's true. Lawyers and politicians, huh? Lawyers and politicians, that's correct. I mean, Actually, 90% <laughs> of the politicians are lawyers, so there you go. <laughs> I heard a good one about uh, what makes the difference between a good lawyer and a bad lawyer. The good lawyer knows the judge. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the same thing. What's the difference between a good lawyer and a bad lawyer? The good lawyer never settles a case. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. <laughs> yeah so clearly you're available to help anyone as far as the inventing process goes itself um, yes but you as you mentioned earlier you do have other businesses you you find opportunities you find opportunities how do these opportunities cross your path i'm a lucky guy i i swear i'm just a lucky guy because are I'm you from new cross- york no, I'm not from New York. I'm originally from Ohio. I just, I find luck or I, I don't know, luck finds me. It's just that, you know, it's, I know a lot of people. My connections are very important to me. When I meet somebody, I, I try to make sure that I know a lot about that person. We build a good rapport and they're going to help me down the road someplace, somewhere, or I'm going to help them. And I build my reputation off of people I know. That's what it comes down to. And I treat everybody with respect. You know, of course, there might be one or two people out there that might hate me. But, hey, if you give me a few more minutes, maybe we can settle our agreement with why you hate me. Jesse, I, no I doubt. I doubt that highly. I doubt that. So you and I met on a show called Everyday Edison's. Yes. And it was, it was a very interesting meeting because as soon as I saw you, I'm looking at this mountain, right? There's this mountain in front of me. And all of a sudden... He's laughing and joking, so personable. And on top of all of that, you were the one that were helping all of those inventors backstage. Yes, I mentored um, actually 24 inventors 
and getting them prepped and getting ready to sit down with the judges, getting their sales sheets corrected, making sure their speeches or their pitches were down pat. We spent days going over this stuff. And just to make sure, because so many people are so nervous going in front of judges or going in front of a pitch opportunity, they lose their consciousness or they'll lose their words and stuff like that. So we, we made them pitch it several times, get them comfortable. I joke with them a little bit to get them relaxed. And then we put them in front of you guys. And I think they did very well. I did very well. So. I think they did very well too. And that's a testimonial to your efforts, right? Because nobody actually gets to see what happens behind the scenes. And Correct. I, I cannot stress enough for the audience if you're interested in inventing something or if you're going down that process and you have questions, don't think that you're all by yourself because there are moments that exactly you'll feel like that, that you're all by yourself. Nobody understands you. Even family members, even they say, stop wasting time. I highly encourage you to reach out to Jesse, a wealth of information. And if he can help you, 99% of the time, he'll always direct you to someone that can help you. Well, I do agree. I have a plethora of information I'm willing to share with all my friends, your listeners, and whoever else is out there. I'll help you. Jesse, what was the hardest challenge that you as an entrepreneur had to face? The hardest challenge? Well, I mean, I've had businesses before, but it's always been a partnership. Partners don't always agree what you do and how you give things away or something like that. That's my hardest challenge, finding the right person to be with. I found the right person to be with in my life, but not the right person to be a partnership in business. It's totally different. They always think it's their way, and you always think it's your way. And I give away the world, and your partners don't like that. They want to be more money side, and I'm not always about that money side. I want to make sure they help. Maybe it'll come back to me 10 times forward eventually. That has been my hardest thing is dealing with partners in business. That's been honest to God. I've experienced something similar as well. You put in all the effort, the time, and you bring in new business, and your partners just can't seem to be on the same page. I've written several sort of newsletters regarding partnerships. It could be worse than a marriage it truly can you can actually get out of a marriage by a simple divorce right <laughs> but in a partnership it's a different situation so yes, highly yes. absolutely highly recommend people do your homework before you even consider going into a partnership and if you do make sure you have the right proper documentation the the proper yes. partnership agreement before you even go down that road if you had to do it all over again jesse in your business life What's the one thing that you would change and do differently? I would have probably maybe hopefully got married earlier in my life. I didn't get married until I was basically 40. I'm sorry, I apologize, 45. And I've been a bachelor all my life, but probably have kids earlier in my life. I enjoy my kids now. But, I mean, sometimes I just can't do as much as I wanted to do with them. Play basketball with my son. Sometimes my knees are hurting a little bit more. So I would have got out earlier in life and done a lot more things, you know, with my family because family's important. I mean, my kids are important. They're so trapped in the house and we've been creating everything in the world to, and we've become closer. We've had family dinners. We've never had family dinners before. And that's just got us so much more closer. And I hate to say this epidemic has 
brought this back to us, but it's made us closer family more than anything else. Right. So there's right. good things that come out of it. I have to concur with you, Jesse. I love being married too. I've got a fantastic husband and I've, I've shared many a stories with him about you. So he can't actually wait to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to do the English accent for my audience, Jesse. You, you have to. <laughs> Always just watching Benny Hill, the all night. He was in a movie. <laughs> the original, what was it called? The Benny Hill movie. Oh, the Italian job. Benny Hill is in the movie, The Italian Job, and he is chasing a bunch of heavy set women. And oh, he loves that, you know, type of stuff. You know, I couldn't believe it, you know. He's a good old guy, you know. So, <laughs> I know it's a bit cottony accident. I understand that. Not as good as yours, you know. Well, I think my relatives <laughs> in England are going to have issues with that accent, Jesse. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you tell him to call me up and I'll have a fuck with him, you know? There you go. I'll do it. I will, I will. You got it, you got it. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? No, I just wanted to thank you for giving me the time to share my experience with the audience and everything else. And if they have any questions, please call me, email me. My email is real easy. It's jp at Morgan mfg.biz real easy email me i'll respond back to you i'll help you point you in the right direction ain't gonna cost you a dime but my time that's all it comes down to i'm gonna help you out i have different groups that we help out people all the time and that's what i want to share i just want to thank you for the time and then what was i say cheerio and chip chip you know there you that? go it's stiff up a lip <laughs> stiff up a lip keep yeah, it stiff up a lip <laughs> Jesse, I know you belong to some organizations that really promote inventing, right? In inventorship, if you will. Um, they can reach out, the audience can reach out to you and maybe pick your brain as to which organizations they might belong to as well. Oh, yes, please. I mean, the IGA, International Group of Associations, um, there's a bunch of them out there that they're, they're free to join. You get involved, you get free membership. There's licensing companies on a lot of their websites people just don't know about. You just got to research it or email me and I can lead them on to that. You know, that type of thing. If you're a local person in the Fort Myers, Florida area, I'll take you on and actually help you a little bit closer. I mean, I can help you from a distance too as well. But I mean, we do this all the time. I get involved with our international fair, which is the Edison Fair of Lee County. We send, geez, we send um, three students to national this year with inventions to Michigan out of our area. So I help those kids all the time. Anything I can do to help kids is more than one thing. I've got, like I said, two interns. They're both in high school right now. They're learning so much. And we're going into Kickstarter programs right now and getting them funded. So I'm learning about a lot. While well, I'm learning about them, I'm educating them a lot about that too. That's so. fantastic. Talking about international, my show has gone international. We're in several countries. And so if one of my audience members do visit Florida, Fort Myers, is it? They have to look you up. That's correct. I'm, <laughs> you're the queen of law. I'm the king of Fort Myers. That's there you go. <laughs> That's fantastic. We appreciate you being on the show, Jesse. Thank you so much. Woo! Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>
Audience, I highly, highly recommend you reach out to Jesse. You can get all of his information from our show notes. Make sure you download the app. It's totally free. Go to your app stores, search for Go Legal Yourself and join the conversation. If there are any other comments, questions you want me to answer on air, please reach out to me. And remember, to become successful, make sure today's the day you go legal yourself. I am attorney Kelly Bagler, the queen of business law. It's been a pleasure being your host today. Until next time, cheers to your success.